as I bring that uh, the table out on the stage, think for a second that God's presence, His Spirit, is actually here. Imagine Jesus sitting at the table looking out at all of us. Imagine him staring and looking out at a crowd. So what we see happening in Luke, when Jesus tells the famous story of the Good Samaritan. And it starts with, we'll play it up on the screen here, it starts with a lawyer standing up, presumably in front of a crowd, like you guys behind me, with Jesus probably sitting to test him. Lawyers can do that, right? And they're back and forth with people. <laughs> Have you ever been on trial? <laughs> and Jesus is sitting there, and the lawyer comes up, and in front of, again, a, probably a crowd, he, he says, hey, I, I got a question. <laughs> Teacher, rabbi, Mr. Professional, What do you need to do to inherit the eternal life? What, what, what's, what's the end goal? What's, what's the big desire? What, 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 is, what is this all about? What, what do I have to do right now? Jesus responds with a question. How do you read it? You know the law. You're, you're an expert. The lawyer doesn't answer. But then Jesus, Jesus gives the answer. Something that if you're a student of the law, everybody would know. And Jesus says, well, love me with everything. <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And while you're at it, love your neighbor as yourself. You see this back and forth between a lawyer who knows the law, who has to know the law, and Jesus. And then what happens is this lawyer who knows it all, who would have already known that, because he knows what the scriptures say. Jesus acknowledges that he answered correctly. It was, it was the man speaking and giving that answer. Do this and you'll live. Love me with every, everything you have. Love, my, love your neighbor and you'll live. That's your purpose. And the lawyer then goes into this little conversation and says, well, who's my neighbor? How do I get out of this, Jesus? Because what you're asking is really challenging. Jesus, I'm asking you about what, what my purpose is. I'm asking about how do I, like, what, what am I living for? How, what's the end game? How do I get into this this next world, this next life. I know I'm supposed to love you with everything. I know I'm supposed to love my neighbor. You've acknowledged that. If I do that, I live. I find meaning. I find life. And he ignores the part about giving God everything and goes right to, well, okay, who's my neighbor? Because <laughs> as I know the scriptures, I know that the... you. Okay, neighbor's kind of everybody, but Jesus, you can't really mean love everybody. <laughs> there has to be a line someplace, right? 
When we ask the question, what difference do I make? What's the end game? What's the, what, what am I here for? What's my purpose? What difference do I make? Is that really the question? Or would Jesus look back at us when we ask that question and say, that's not the question. The question is, are you willing to make a difference? Are you willing to act? Our mission statement is we exist to ignite a craving for Jesus by relentlessly loving our community. Wouldn't we look at that and think the same thing? That that's too big. Where do I even begin? We, we live on a planet. <laughs> I know, rocket science. And uh, we live on a planet that has about 7 billion people on it. Christians make up about 2.2 billion according to the census or whatever, a study back in 2010. So we've grown. But let's call it roughly one-third of the world is Christians. And so Jesus is saying, love everybody. Well, Jesus, that means there's two-thirds of the planet that we have a mission for. <laughs> Where do I even begin? What do I do? Love my neighbor? There's like four billion people to love to Jesus. So Jesus tells then a story about a neighbor. <laughs> He's good at that. He's good at telling stories and getting to the point. Here's how you're supposed to. Here's the difference you're going to make. Here's how you can do this. He, he says a man's going down on a road. He's going down from, from what is it, Jer Jericho, from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now, that's, a, that's not necessarily a very long road, but it's, it's, it, there's an elevation drop. So it's a windy road that would be considered the bloody way. Because there's caves and it's winding and people would be robbed and, and you would have to travel with a posse. Otherwise, harm is going to come on you. Because of, the, because of the nature of the road, it was nicknamed the bloody way. So Jesus is saying, so a man is, is traveling down this road. Why, he, why he's by himself, I don't know, but he's by himself. And he's traveling down. He falls on some bandits, some robbers, and he's stripped. He's beaten. And they leave him half dead. Is verse 31 up there? Go to third. Now, do you see, now by chance. Wouldn't it just so happen? Like, oh man, this guy is just beaten. He got his butt kicked. Bad news bears. But golly gee, just by chance, a priest is coming. Good news for everybody. Because the priest was probably just at the synagogue. The priest was probably just in a, in a crowd much like this saying, love people. We got a big mission. Love, love, love. Because it's all through the scriptures. Love, love, love. And now just by chance, the priest comes and sees the man half dead. And when it comes time to live it out, he just simply walks to the other side of the road and keeps on keeping on. Here's a man. Let me find it. Here's a man, by the nature of being a priest, he would have had the whole Old Testament memorized word for word. All of that. All of that. Memorized word for word. He's a wicked, intelligent man. Throughout that, it's love, 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 love. Sees the Samaritan beaten, left for dead. He walks... Walks to the other side. Then a Levite. Now, for you and I, a Levite would be somebody like a temple worker. Maybe one of our aisle hosts. 
who gets to sit on in on sermons and gets to be and listen to God's word and maybe sit under a priest, gets to, gets to glean knowledge and insight. This would be a studied person. He would have maybe not the whole Old, Old Testament, but he would have large portions memorized. Every single week, perhaps every single day, he's sitting under teaching, hearing about love, love, love. It's beautiful. Love everybody, the four billion. <laughs> and he sees this, the man left half dead. And he too just walks away. You do you. <laughs> I'll be over here. And then Jesus says, now a Samaritan. And we've talked about this, that Jews and Samaritans, they're not buddies. They're not friends. The Samaritan is going to be the hero of the story. That would be like a, a northern preacher back in the Civil War going to the south and, and making a black man the hero, to put it in context. He says a Samaritan walks by, doesn't ask questions, doesn't, he just, he sees the man. And he had compassion. He went to him, he bound up his wounds, he poured oil and wine, cost money. And then he sent him on his own animal, probably a donkey, brought him uh, to an inn, took care of him. Next day, gives his own, his own hard-earned money to denarii, gave it to the innkeeper and said, take care of him, and whatever more is needed, whatever more you spend, I will repay you. He takes out his credit card and says, this is an open tab. <laughs> I've got this. They, he doesn't know this man. And that's the story that Jesus is telling. See, our big thought, I skipped this, go back to it, Andrew, I'm sorry for screwing you up. Our big thought, what Jesus is telling, what, 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 the, what the lawyer is saying, and then what the story that Jesus is telling, he says that you and I were made, that you and I were made to embody unconditional love. Now that is, that's endless, doesn't it? There's a whole bunch, of, a whole slew of people for us to love. And then Jesus tells this story and gets right to the nitty gritty. You want to love everybody, start with the person right in front of you. Don't talk to me about loving everybody. Don't talk to me about you want to make a difference in the world, but you're going to walk away from the person right in front of you that needs love, care, adoration, needs your attention. You want to make a difference. It starts with the individual. You want to inherit eternal life. You want to live forever. Be perfect. Love everybody. Love God perfectly. You can't do that. I can't do that. So Jesus died for us. Jesus says that my sin deserves wrath. And then, so God sends his son to die in my place. He takes the wrath of God out on Jesus instead of me. I put my faith in Jesus. But the mission doesn't change. The mission to love people is still there. The mission to love God and love others is still present. It doesn't go away when I, when I get my fire insurance. <laughs> my mission is still there. It's just I am able to do it better. I don't, have to, I don't have to love this man. I get to love this man because I love my Jesus. 
So Jesus dies for me, and now my mission to love the world is enhanced. And Jesus tells this story and says, you want to do that, love the individual. You want to make an impact for God's kingdom, love the individual. Because in loving the individual, we make a dent. We make an impact on the mission as a whole. Three men, the lawyer knows the law. He said it. He knew the law. The priest memorized so much. The Levites uh, stood under teaching, sat under teaching, memorized portions of this. Perhaps we don't need to come here and learn more. Although times there's that's important. Perhaps what Jesus is saying, maybe it's not head knowledge. Because in the culture, they would look at the Samaritan and say, that's a stupid man. The stupid man's the hero. The stupid man is the one that's most Christ-like. So perhaps it's not more head knowledge. Perhaps it's time to get off of one's donkey. (laughs) There's another word for that too, you know. (laughs) And love somebody. But to love the individual. Not to get so inundated with this, this end goal, this big old mission, but to actually want to make a difference. Knowledge doesn't always lead to action. If you do nothing with the knowledge you have, what good is it? Your purpose in life, you want to make a difference. It's going to start with the individual. So Jesus concludes with a question to the lawyer. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor? To the man who fell among the robbers. Who proved it? Mr. Lawyer, tell me. Who proved this? The lawyer said, the one one who showed him mercy. Well done. Do you catch what the lawyer didn't say? (laughs) He doesn't say Samaritan. He can't even utter the word Samaritan. The Samaritan's the good guy. No, he hates Samaritans so much. (laughs) He can't say the Samaritan who showed mercy. The one, that fellow, that guy, buddy over there did it. I can't even say his name. The one who showed mercy is the one who proved. Your actions prove your desires. Jesus looks at the lawyer and says, I want proof. Who proved this? That's lawyer talk. Lawyers are trying to find proof. They're they're trying to get at what is going to prove this beyond a shadow of a doubt. Jesus gets to him, talks to him at his level and says, who proved it? Who proved it? And it's the one who showed mercy. It's the one who had all the actions to back up his beliefs, his desires. You claim to be a generous person, but you've never given a dime. Are you generous? You claim to love people. But you've never participated in a CKA. You've, you've claimed to, 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 the mission of the church is so awesome. But I'm good just for an hour on a Sunday. Perhaps it's our actions that prove what's really at our desires. Perhaps it's what I'm doing proves what's really, really important to me. And so he looks at this lawyer and says, who proved it? It's the one who acted. 
the merciful one isn't the one that walked to the other side or the Levi that walked to the other. Those, they maybe claim to be merciful, but no. Their actions didn't prove it. I got into a uh, Facebook argument many moons ago. I know, I'm unique. You guys have never, ever gotten into a fight on Facebook. Facebook is only good. Nobody ever fights on social media. It's, it's 100% positive. I get that. I found the one instant where it wasn't the case. I stupidly, uh, back in the day, there was, uh, I guess, two elections ago, I was a little bit more outspoken on social media. I'll never do that again. <laughs> That's a one-way ticket to being blocked by, like, 45 people. And that happened. And so I, I was outspoken. And uh, this, a friend, a, friend, a social media friend, we'll put it like that, a social media friend. And uh, he, he, he started messaging me, and he started going back and forth with me, calling me every name under the sun. We hadn't spoken in like 10 years, but he knew every name to call me because he knew me so well. And he's calling me every name. And his point in saying, he, as he's calling me all these grotesque names, he's basically making the point that I don't care about poor people. I don't care about the sick and the needy. I don't care. I don't care because I don't want to uh, reach into that need the way that he wanted me to reach into that need. And so I was just taking all this harassment. And finally, I just was like, nope, 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 nope. Like, not even really defending myself. And then I just stopped and said, when I had enough of it, I was like, how much money do you actually give to the poor? <laughs> like, what are you doing to help all these people that you care, that you're like their savior? I give over 10% to nonprofits. How much do you give to nonprofits? And he never responded, just blocked me. <laughs> Made my point. We can do all we want with our mouth. <laughs> but what we're doing with our time, what we're doing with our money, what we're doing with all these resources that God has blessed us with, doesn't that say what's important to us? The Samaritan looks at a man in need and says, I love him, I care about him. Look at all the action verbs. <laughs> he, he goes to him and he, he bandages him. He goes to him, he pours oil and wine. He, he puts him on an animal. He carries him. He takes care of him. He leaves money. You know what the money is, the two denarii? That's two days worth of work, two days wages. So if you make an average of $50,000 a year, you know what that would roughly be equivalent to? $400. What enemy, what stupid person? The Samaritan, $400. If you saw a need right in front of you, think of it in real money. $400 to say, I'm merciful and I'm loving. I want to do that. So the Samaritan gives $400, proving to be a merciful person. So we look at this big goal. What difference do I make? How do I, how, what's the end result? How do I in, inherit eternal life? And what do, what's my purpose? What's my meaning on this planet? How do I make a difference? Perhaps it's are we willing? Perhaps we look at it and we say, where do I even begin? You know how simple it would be if, they're real, if, those, if that math is real? <laughs> then if Christians make up one-third, that leaves two-thirds. I'm brilliant. And so that would mean if each one of the Christians made it their life goal 
to love two people to Jesus, the whole earth will hear about Jesus. You break it down into simplicity like Jesus is doing with this story, love the individual. Don't get lost in four billion people. Don't get lost in we want to ignite a craving for Jesus by loving the entire community. (laughs) Can you start at Wawa by buying somebody a cup of coffee? (laughs) Can you start with the individual? (laughs) We're going to give out these CKA cards, these kindness cards. God loves you and so do we. We're not going to ask questions. Hey, what's your sexuality? (laughs) What do I care? I just want to tell you about Jesus. (laughs) Who would you vote for? I don't care, but I can buy you a cup of coffee. (laughs) Whatever. Here's Jesus. (laughs) He's for everybody. He's all inclusive. (laughs) Everybody can come to Jesus. It's an open invitation. So why don't we just start with the individual and love everybody? Start with the person right in front of us. That's what Jesus is saying, that you want to know who your neighbor is? It's the person right in front of you. And perhaps that might require some sacrifice. It might require, you know, buying a cup of coffee. Or it might require giving of your time instead of watching football, heaven forbid. Mother Teresa said this. She said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. (laughs) Sometimes you just need to start loving the individual. You know what's awesome is I heard a story this week, and I told her I was going to do this, but didn't exactly tell her what I was going to do. She posted some pictures on Facebook. So at Easter, we decided we wanted to give uh, a chance to love the people walking through our doors. We had a whole bunch of people, a whole slew of people walking through our doors, and we're like, what can we do to show kindness? Our big point for the day was get in the game. And so we bought Yankee tickets. I grew up in New Hampshire. I'm not a Yankee fan. I, sorry, not sorry, that hashtag, whatever. But, I, uh, but we bought Yankee tickets because we wanted to show love, and we knew, like, the Yankees are the popular team, whatever. Okay. And so we bought Yankee tickets, and we gave them out to one person, and we gave it out to this, this nice young lady and this nice young man, and the game got rained out, and the game got rained out for this past Monday where Aaron Judge hit two home runs and, like, broke a, some record or something. Stupid idiot. And so, and, uh, and so Aaron Judge does that. It was like this phenomenal game. Are, this, can, are you scrolling through, scroll through those pictures? They went to this game, and they had a great time. They're now, they were dating at Easter. Now they're engaged. Huh? We did that. Okay. And so now they're engaged. And, uh, and you know what's awesome about her, the Kim? Know what's awesome about her? Is that at Easter, she was just a face in the crowd. But we, we, we loved the individual and you know what Kim has done? She's, she's gone through starting point. <laughs> she helps with setup and breakdown, which means she gets here at 7.30 a.m. and just hangs up signs, nothing complicated, just loves the church. <laughs> she's gone through starting point. She's accepted Jesus. She's been baptized. She's, <laughs> she's in a life group. She's serving. We love the individual, and life has changed for her. I was brought to tears four weeks ago. Standing next to her at our volunteer rally where all of our volunteers come together in the morning and we worship a little bit before all you get here. (laughs) And she went from just somebody sitting quietly, a face in the crowd, to standing next to my wife and I, hands up, worshiping her Jesus. Because we loved the individual. I'll tell you one more story. I was wrapping up my time as a youth pastor at Bayside Chapel. I was like, there was a little, like, there's never drama with youth, but I just kind of found some drama in the youth ministry. And, uh, and so I was, like, very ready to be done with the youth ministry and start dealing with big people drama. I'll 
don't, I was an idiot. And, uh, no, just kidding. But then, so, um, so we're, we're getting ready for snow camp, and we did this fundraiser at America's Keswick. Uh, and so we're, we're just there, and, uh, and there was this new, new kid. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, we'll call him Wally. And uh, so Wally is there, and I'm, we're just, I'm just, like, kind of focused on wrapping up my time as a youth pastor to end well. And, uh, but while we're there at America's Keswick serving meals and stuff, loving on the people there and also trying to raise some money for snow camp, I just hung out a little bit with Wally. And later on, his mom emailed me and said, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you. Witnessing my son getting baptized last night was one of the most powerful parenting moments I've ever experienced. Whether or not you realize it, you have personally had, uh, have become such a wonderful, impactful role model for Wally over the past few months. Our family has been through a lot, especially Wally, over, over the past few years. From divorce to, to bullying to, to trying to handle a, a father's neglect, uh, negative behavior and actions towards him, this young man has struggled immensely for such a young person. And you took time with him. You showed him that the world is much bigger and better than he could have ever imagined, that God will guide him to the right path if he chooses to accept him in his heart. From hanging out with him at the gym in Keswick to playing checkers. I've heard all the stories. Even your smallest actions have made such an impact on my son. You are his teacher, his mentor, his friend. Please know that everything you do is very appreciated. I am completely grateful that, you have, that he has such a positive influence in his life. Bringing my children and myself to Bayside has wholeheartedly been the best decision I've ever made. And she sends me a picture of him last night in a blurry picture and a face full of smiles. Thank you a million times over. Thank you. God bless. I had such a small impact comparatively on this young man's life. On my way out, I can only remember making sure that when we were picking basketball teams, that I loved dominating junior highs and junior hires in basketball. It was my favorite thing. I made sure he was on a team, that he was accepted and loved just by being included. When we went to Keswick, I was, I was just trying to get some steps in because I was competing with my brother. I know that's a big thing for me. And, uh, and, and we just played checkers because I was moving around playing checkers. I just was like, let's play some checkers, and I'll move around when we play checkers. <laughs> Because you don't know anybody here. And we just played checkers. Checkers. And given what his mom said, it made all the difference in the world. The mission is big. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor. And here's where it starts. Love the need right in front of you. Can we do that? <laughs> Can't we say that that's worthwhile? Can't we look at stories like Kim and Wally and say, that makes all the difference in the world. That's exciting. You want to make a difference in the world? I have that email saved forever. That when life gets tough, I can go back and read it and say, no, I am making a difference. I don't have to let Satan beat me up. The, the mission isn't endless. Start with the individual because it's awesome. I love the story of Kim. I love the story of Wally. And I love looking out in this crowd and seeing faces of lives that have been changed because we're loving the individual. Get on board. It's awesome. You want to make a difference. Love the individual right in front of you. Our big thought for the morning is again this. That you were made to embody unconditional love. 
Not to ask questions, not to ask political affiliation or sexuality or what religion or what faith or what preacher do you like. or Just to love people. <laughs> love people and pray for an open door to say, here's my Jesus. <laughs> this is why I love you. I love because he first loved me. Let's keep it simple. We believe in simplicity. It's one of our things. <laughs> and Jesus said to him, this is my challenge. This is where I leave you guys. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. <laughs> Here's the application. Here's the take home. Here's the story of the Good Samaritan. Just go do it. <laughs> That's that easy. Just go. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Nike. <laughs> You're made for unconditional love. You'll find purpose when you go and you love the individual. Again, our mission statement, we'll have it on the screen, is that we exist to ignite a craving for Jesus by relentlessly loving our community. It's exciting. It's awesome. It's anything but boring. <laughs> and so again, the challenge is what Jesus said. Go. Do it. <laughs> You're going to get CKA cards on your way out. We're ending early <laughs> because in the cafeteria we have set up uh, we, uh, we spent a, a little bit of money to send things to soldiers so that we could write some notes so that we can grab a little, hand, a little soldier and pray for a soldier, uh, pray for our soldiers that are fighting overseas, protecting our freedom. We're going to make them little bags, little care packages to mail overseas, to mail to our soldiers. We're going to have little postcard, little notes like this so that we can write a little handwritten note and put it into, into the package and let them know that they are cared about. We'll put a, a God Loves You card with a little website that says www.wellspring.one, the why, to explain why we're doing this. <laughs> and there'll be coffee there for you. <laughs> and then we have another opportunity that we've been sharing. Simple. You can do it as a family. One to two. Go to high school self, and you just help by loving the school by the janitors can't get to all the yard work that needs to be done, and so they ask, can we go and help? I interact with a lot of self students while I'm hanging out downtown Tom's River. I can't wait to tell them, I weeded your crud. You can talk with me now. <laughs> Two things. You can go home, get a shower, and go weed. I guess you would do that after, but do it with your family. My boys will be there, pull in, just being basic. So we're going to end early, not just to end early, but to go and do likewise. I invite you all to join me in the cafeteria, putting this to practice right now. I invite you to join me again from one to two, building another segment of our society. And I invite you to remember what my wife was saying. There's more CKs coming up. There's a whole lot of Christians that have a whole lot of opinions on Halloween. So we're just going to march in a parade and tell people that Jesus loves them. <laughs> Keep it that simple. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Let me pray, and let's go love people. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for such a simple message. <laughs> Don't need all the head knowledge sometimes, although it's important. Father, help us just to simply apply this, to go in love. Father, and I pray that as we love the individual right in front of us, Lord, use these acts of kindness. Use this to, to further your kingdom, to, to let people know that there's not a God of hate. There's not a God that wants to destroy them. There's a God that sent his son to die and to, and to love them through that, to make a way. Jesus, thank you. 
because you first loved us, it's our honor to love you back through loving other people. Thank you. In your name, amen. I'll see you guys in the cafeteria.